0: Whenever you think about, I have to like present an offer and collect money, that's selling someone. Helping someone is thinking, again, about this is the problem they have. This is what they're going through. These are frustrations that they're constantly coming up against. I have a solution. It's my goal to help them get rid of all that stuff so they can actually experience what we want. That, my friends, is the biggest thing that's going to just transform everything for you. So stop thinking about yourself because that's what you're doing. Start thinking about the people you're actually helping. And that anxiety, that fear, that everything that you experience when it comes to selling actually goes away because now you're coming from a place of service and impact.
1: Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. The guest that I have today is really going to support anybody who's out there looking to build their own personal brand online his name's jesse ecker he is a marketer entrepreneur and a private lending financier where right now he is really the founder of Build your brand online. It has a goal of helping a 1,000 online coaches, course creators, experts create seven-figure brands using a breakthrough method. Now, he's been also the managing director and co-creator of Harv Ecker Online. He has the honor of continuing his father's legacy. So for those of you who are Mindvalley students for a long time, you would have seen some of our Secrets of a Spiritual Millionaire course that had been hosted by Mindvalley for a while. He has been continuing this legacy, teaching The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, one of the best-selling books out there, and turning that whole business, which was done brick and mortar, into an online business itself. What we're going to be focusing on today is not going to be on your money mindset, because we do have a lot of content that speaks about that. What we want to talk about is what does it take to transform your brand and build a presence online? This is what Jesse has been doing, has done it with tons of brands, including his own father's legacy. And now you're going to get to learn some of the essential pillars that you can focus on that not only make you have a better brand, but will actually help you generate revenue and do the right things without all of the complications from the noise you see out there. The one and only Jesse Ecker. Jesse, it's a pleasure to have you.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here and I'm super excited to add as much value to this amazing platform that you've built.
1: Well, I really appreciate that. And it's one of the reasons I'm excited for this call, because I know you don't hold back and you're really ready to serve, which one of the first questions I want to ask about somebody who's looking to build a brand online. It's almost like that intention of wanting to build a brand online comes from a personal needs. Like there's something I want to satisfy. There's something that I'm going to get out of building a personal brand. And I wanted to ask number one, what are some of the good intentions I should have if I'm looking to build a personal brand online? And is there times where I shouldn't even be thinking about that.
0: So I think like branding is almost like a byproduct, very similar to money. So when we talk about money, we talk about the end result of paying you for the value that you bring to the marketplace. You talk about the problems that you solve and a solution that you provide to the market. And when I talk about branding, I'm not really like, hey, go into personal branding. Like they should only focus on that. I think that branding is actually a byproduct of the solutions and problems you solve into the marketplace. And I think that makes branding or building your brand so much easier because it's not all about you anymore. It comes from, again, the service standpoint of what does my market want? What is my solution that I have for the market? And building your brand online really comes from doing that over and over and over again, creating an impact. And then people start to latch onto you, get to know you, start to become fans of you. And that becomes the byproduct of your brand. So most people that go in and be like, I want to be the influencer. I just want to." It. It's all about me. It's all about me and my brand and my personal asset that I can build. And what I have to say is it's actually, if you reverse it very similar to like someone who wants to make more money, if they go in and we're like, all I want to do is make more money, right? All I want to do is make money. That person's not going to do very well versus the person where it's like, I just want to serve. I want to make an impact. I want to create a solution for people. And that is going to do much better on a branding standpoint, but over on a longevity standpoint in your business. So Yeah, I I think again, when you reverse it and you come at it for always the audience standpoint of who do you want to serve? uh, What problems do you want to talk about? What solutions do you want to provide? That is going to accelerate your brand building far more than being an influencer or just having a big social media presence.
1: Okay, I definitely love that perspective. And I know I'm not alone because it seems there's a whole industry that's just talking about building the personal brand, but it never speaks of the impact that you were saying. It just says like, hey, you can get a ton of followers. And I don't know for anybody listening, if you're in business, you've probably received those messages on Instagram saying like, hey, we can get you 10,000 followers. Or you're seeing some people are like, hey, we can get you featured on Forbes. But what you're basically saying is that as a result of conducting your business as a certain way, the brand is a byproduct. But Are you saying that there's something fundamentally wrong in chasing building a brand? Because sometimes I almost think like, is it a chicken or an egg situation?
0: Right. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with having an intention to do anything, right? So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having the intention to be a millionaire, or multimillionaire, or billionaire, but that doesn't mean that that's the primary focus and motivation of how you should be approaching it. So I think it's great to have intentions of building a big audience and having the intention of having an influencer type persuasion where you can put something out and automatically sell something or move people to action. That's great intentions to have. But I think when it comes to a point where you're only going in it to build your audience, to build this influencer status of trying to build a brand online or to only try to support you, I think, again, the intentions start to get mixed and your motivations start to get mixed. And then your messaging actually becomes very diluted to what everyone else is doing versus what's unique to you and yourself. So again, you can have all the intentions in the world, but when it really comes down to you becoming a strong brand out there, it's got to be the reverse where you have to be focusing on the people that you're serving, not necessarily you. Because again, you're going to be the byproduct of everyone else. You look at the most influential people, a lot of times like they are very Audience driven first, if they're not super celebrity status, right? So, you know, they become that way because they've created such a great impact in what they're doing.
1: I, I definitely love that. And I have a friend actually out here that basically all she does is spend time studying her audience and looking at their needs, looking at their wants, and creates the content always as a response to them. And she's naturally built a great brand out of that because she's always spending the time to listen. And you've already hinted towards some of the benefits of having this brand. You said like you can make some sales more effortlessly, but for some people thinking like, Hey, why is brand even important? I can understand why money is important, but really brand, what is that really going to give me regardless of the business that I'm in? Could you elaborate a little more on that?
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, everything in life, we have like assets and liabilities. When we create these assets, we can actually create vehicles for wealth. And so, you know, having a brand is just an asset that you can tap into that actually disperse vehicles, some sort of wealth. So, you know, I don't just create brands just to have it for fun. I'm in the business of making profit. You know, I use our brand and our recognition and our recommendations and what we do in a way that is actually going to help create more wealth in what we're doing and more impact as well, right? And so when it really comes down to it, It's an asset that you can use over and over again, but when it's personally attached to you as well, especially if you're building your own brand, not just your companies, you can use it for just more than just one specific thing that you're doing, right? And so like you think about, you know, you have this like lifetime of what you're doing, And you have so many opportunities of what you can get into. And so when you actually have a brand that you've built an audience around, it's really about, again, like what you're saying, like finding the needs of what this person wants, right? And then having different solutions for that. And that becomes a win-win solution for your audience and for you as well.
1: All right. I love this. And one of the things you first said was the fact that, you know, maybe not setting a primary goal of building the brand, it's a byproduct, right? And so for anybody who's listening to this and you know, maybe jumped on because the headline says, you know, we're gonna build your brand online. We've recognized that it comes with a lot of benefits. You can have a lot of better transaction, better sales. You can go into different industries and this is a very positive thing to keep aligned with you as you're building your company. But what should I be looking at when I wanna get started in making my business more effective? Because essentially we're talking about having brand being something that'll make me more effective in my business. And so what are some of the baby steps here? Or what are the first things I should be looking at? We talked about impact, but are there specific exercises I should look to do?
0: Yeah, when it really comes down to what you want to be thinking about. So when we look at how we build a brand, we look at more of the mechanisms that you can use to do that, right? And for us, it's all about creating a specific type of Mechanism that's going to bring people together on a specific topic that you're an expert in and then also support your business, right? And so for us, the way that we actually build brands is using virtual events, right? And the reason why we use virtual events is because there's nothing like a great live interaction with you as a personality, as a authority, as an instructor, as a coach, as a teacher. And that's what you're really strong in. So most people that get in business actually did not get in business to be the marketer, the salesperson, to be the finance person, right? They got in business to solve a problem because they're good at what they do. And so what the virtual events that we teach people how to do is we get them in the position to do what they're really strong in, to teach, to instruct, to coach, to guide, to move people from where they're at to where they want to go. Right. And it kind of gives them this sample of what they're doing. So if you think about building your brand, it's all about again, getting an audience together on specific topics that can learn from you so that you can again move them down your sales pipeline. Right. And so our mechanisms that we help create these virtual events are these, I would say rushes of topics of people coming together and again, learning from you. So that's how you would go and build your brand online is. Hey, I want to do a 90-minute, 2-hour, 3-hour, or even 6-hour talk on how do I get someone to learn more about what I'm doing and then give them a great head start and momentum into my world. And that's kind of what we do and that's what we focus on. And you know, our students who have no audience, no nothing, if they continue to put this type of stuff out, they continue to see amazing type of traction because it's this goodwill of what they're doing and how they're doing it. And, you know, people start to tell their friends about it and they get to referrals and then it starts to, you know, compound from there. Right. So when it really comes down to it, I don't think that you need to be posting a ton on social media. I don't think you need to be doing all this stuff. I think you need to be really efficient with what you do. And your goal is to get your message in front of more people. That's it. Right. And so if you can get more people to commit their time and energy to You and you get to be in front of them as a perceived expert and get to showcase your expertise, that's going to be much more effective in not only building your brand, but actually making a successful online business than anything else I know online.
1: Wow. And, you know, I've seen this happen. Like Mind Valley has put together some online events, we've done like Mind Valley University. Maybe as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, wow, that online event sounds like a great idea, but it sounds overwhelming. It looks like it's complicated technology. Are we talking about something that could be achieved just by using something like Zoom, you know, that most of us are getting familiar with?
0: Yeah. You know, you could use your cell phone where you can actually like stream into live and Facebook groups or your own Facebook. That's a total way that you can do this, which is the easiest possible way. Or you can take it one step farther. You can do Zoom. We use Zoom meetings. And you can actually have a free account for 45 minutes or pay 10 bucks a month. And it's like, you know, have up to a couple hundred people or something. The technology is super simple. It's more the process of what you want to do with the people that you bring. So the big keyword that I would like to share with people who are interested in doing something like this is congruency. And so a lot of people, they think oh let me just put on an event right and then they bring in all these random speakers to like you know build some event or whatever it is and there's no real narrative or through line of how this is actually going to play out with the longevity of your business when it really comes to you know putting something together we want to start from the end and it has to be congruent from what you're offering so if you're a coach it's your coaching program what are you offering and work your way backwards so Let's say that I teach people how to go from one-to-one coaching to group coaching. And so my event is designed to give them a head start. So I sell them like how to launch a group coaching program. That's the program that I'm going to offer. And what my event could be is how to successfully take your one-to-one clients and offer group experience coaching so that they love you even more than the one-to-one. So your event is all about the group coaching experience. Now that you're an expert in coaching people on a group coaching experience, the natural next step that someone wants to take with you is, I want to launch my group coaching program, right? And so that's what you offer them. I want to launch my group coaching program, right? I'll use another example for someone who's maybe not in coaching. Let's talk about maybe peak performance, okay? And maybe you have like five different pillars for how you get better, higher peak performance. And one of those pillars is sleep. Okay. And so for sleep, you can say, here are three things that you can do over the next three days that we're going to start working together on to improve your peak performance overall. You do these three things. You start to feel good. You're in the momentum. You get a nice head start. Then you offer them and say, Sleep is one of the five pillars that we work on in our peak performance program. If you want the rest of these so that you can really operate at a full peak performance, you know, join me in my program. So what you're doing is really giving a sample of what you already do, but also making a natural next step of how do you get them to ascend to your next level.
1: I love the terms you use when you're describing all these processes that ultimately lead to a sale, right? But the word selling, for me, I teach about how to sell with love, but the word selling comes with a lot of triggers. And here you're talking about how to help people ascend. You're using terms that are really seeming to bridge the gap for a lot of people that might have hesitancy in sales. Is that one of the most common blocks you see with the people that you work with that are looking to build their brand online?
0: Yeah. So when it comes down to it, I I totally get it. So, you know, we work with people all the time who have these mindsets of selling people. Right. And I think when it comes down to it, there's a couple of things that I want to share. Number one, is if you're thinking about this or listening to this right now what i want you to think about is what's one thing that you've bought that has totally enhanced your life and i want you to think about this for a second so think about what's one thing that you've actually bought that's totally enhanced your life that's made your life so much better now i'm sure there's multiple things that you can think about here but here's the question if that person didn't sell you that thing right? Would your life be as good as it was when you had it before? Obviously not, right? And so we need to get in the mindset that people aren't selling anything to you. People are selling things for you to solve some sort of solution, right? And so selling usually comes from some sort of selling mindset where it doesn't feel good to sell is because you feel like you are constantly getting sold to. But when you change your mindset to be, hey, the person who is selling me something is actually selling something for the service of me or the people that they're selling, it starts to transform the way that you think about selling. So now you start to think about, okay, I love paying for things, right? I love being sold to. You know, a lot of people think about, how grateful are you and how appreciative are you and how much do you actually love paying your rent or mortgage? Most people are like, I don't love it. Right. Or how about your electricity or your internet bill? Who loves paying for that? And most people are like, I don't really love it. It's like, why don't you love it? That's the question. The question is why don't you love these things? Because they provide shelter for you. They provide access to the world for you. They provide electricity for you, right? For you to either cool down or have, you know, all these different things that we're using today. When you could start to change your mindset about what you get to experience in your life and love paying people, but love being sold to because you know it's in the service for you, your life completely changes, right? It completely changes because your mindset around it changes. You're not ever being sold to anymore. Things are being sold for your benefit, right? That right there should help change a lot of the mindset that you can have, right? And again, people take advantage of other people. We get that. But most people in business are really there to provide a real solution for you. And if you are there to provide a solution for someone, you solve someone's problem, it really is in your best interest to help that person. Right. If I saw someone and I was like, I see them struggling and I have a solution for them. Well, what, it's my option. Number one is watch them struggle and let them struggle. Number two is, hey, I have a solution that actually could help you with your problem. Would you be interested to hear more about it? Let them make the decision but at least present it. Right. So that is going to be your number one. Number two is I learned this from my dad, T.R. Becker. Selling is really just helping. It's really just a help right? So if you can think about, again, selling someone is all about me. Helping someone is all about them. I'm going to say that one more time because I think, again, it's so big and will help so many people listening to this. Selling is all about me. I sell them my stuff. Help them is helping them, right? Whenever you start to feel anxious about selling or whenever you think about I have to like, you know, present an offer and collect money. That's selling someone. Helping someone is thinking again about this is the problem they have. This is what they're going through. These are frustrations that they're constantly coming up against. I have a solution. It's my goal to help them get rid of all that stuff so that they can be in this place where we call promised land or the potential land of dreamland so they can actually experience what we want. That, my friends, like everyone who's listening, is the biggest thing that's going to just transform everything for you. So stop thinking about yourself because that's what you're doing. Start thinking about the people you're actually helping. And that anxiety, that fear, that everything that you experience when it comes to selling actually goes away because now you're coming from a place of service and impact.
1: Wow. One of the things that, you know, for those of you listening to the podcast might not realize is we have a live audience of Mind Valley members here, and everybody's dropping in amens and preaches and some like high fives for what just got mentioned. So I hope that woke up something in you. I love the way that Jesse presents this. I 100% agree with his perspective. And I think once you've unblocked that, you open up the possibilities of what you can do to build your brand, to be in service of more people, to be discovered by more people, and to really be able to make that impact that you truly want to be able to do, regardless of what's the business or service that you're in. You recognize that branding is going to be a vehicle that allows you to be able to serve and help even more people. I wanted to dig on one thing because you know, we went on this tangent of this adversity we have towards sales. And I hate to kick on this again, but it's like, I seem to see a lot of media that hates on Jeff Bezos, but everybody loves to shop on Amazon. What's going on here? It seems like a lot of like dysfunction happening.
0: You know, I think the media has its own, you know, agenda, right? And I think they play to the lowest denominator of people. And it's their goal is to rally people up to look at a narrative or perspective or storyline in a way that people forget about everything else, right? Like you said, people are really willing to hate on Jeff Bezos for buying a four hundred million dollar yacht or something, right? Or some crazy thing that he did, because it's like, what a what is this guy spending that kind of money for? How many people can he actually help with that money? Like all these things that like the media will portray as a negative, greedy, evil person. But then when you look at another perspective of like, let's say a wealthy person looking at Jeff Bezos, which is a different way of thinking, because the only difference between those who are not successful and those who are successful are really how they think and act, right? And so if you look at a different perspective of Jeff Bezos from someone who's actually doing well, or someone who kind of gets it in a different level, then you look at what Amazon has really done, right? And there's really two major folds. One is it employs almost a million people. A million people. Think about the million people and the million people that are getting income and the uh, direct impact those million people have on more people. You're talking like five, seven million people probably. What person do you know has had that kind of direct impact on a yearly basis? That's number one. Number two, the customers who use it, right? How many of you, I don't know about you, but how many of you have had so much more convenience, more simplicity, more, you know, lifestyle opportunity just from using Amazon? I literally ordered something yesterday. It was at my door for sleep the next day. Didn't have to leave my house didn't have to do anything, literally went on my phone, pressed buy now and it was there. So you can hate on someone for earning the money that they did and choosing how they spend it, even though he gives back and he does philanthropy and he does all of that stuff. But you can pinpoint the one thing that he does or you can look at everything else he does in the world, the impact he makes, and that's gonna change everything for you, right? And so when it really comes down to this, you know, we need to remember that we're holistic beings and we get the opportunity to play, right? And if someone is that wealthy and they have the opportunity to play at that big of level, what we say is, you know, bless that person. You know, really bless them because if you're envious with them and jealous with them, you're not looking at it in a holistic way, right? You're looking at one dimension, right? You're not looking at the sweat that they put in, the time, the energy, the stress that comes with. I don't know about you, but I have a team of seven people and I'm already stressed out sometimes, right? Like, I can't imagine what it would be like to beat him. It would be, you know, absolutely bonkers, right? And I think people forget what that feels like, because they've never experienced it. They're only living in their own life. They're only living their own perspective. They have their own experience. They have their own incidents. They have their own ways of how they process things. And that's fine. But if you've never experienced it, and you don't know what it's like, then you shouldn't be judging it. All you should be doing is, you know, blessing it. Is that what we say? So, you know, I think that you look at the richest people, you look at the, I think it's a really good example too. You know, a lot of people like sometimes like go into nice neighborhoods and they'll look at homes and they'll be like, Ooh, I would love to live in this home. I would love to, you know, they envision, they make this amazing imaginary replica of what they feel like it would be like to live in that home. And they look at these homes like from the cover of like, wow, it would be awesome. But then they forget about who's actually living in that, right? And we don't know what's going on in that house, right? You never know what's behind the scenes until you're actually living. You have no idea if that person is the most unhappy person in the world. So don't think about trading lives or trading anything with anyone because you don't know what's actually behind the scenes. You don't know what's under the hood until you actually experience it. So yeah, you might see the external things that happens with like Jeff Bezos or what's going on, but you don't know what's going internally. Right. In any case with any person. So again, you know, you got to stick to you versus you always, it's always you versus you and everything else is an inspiration. Or else you're causing suffering for yourself. So that's what I have to say about
1: that. I'm so glad you've shared that. And I think it speaks to a lot of people who might be out there looking to build their own personal brand as well, might be looking at different personal brands and putting judgment on what they see in other brands while forgetting the fact that, you know, if you're just dealing with the you, then it's not about necessarily looking at others and trying to put them down. It's you can look for inspiration, you can be sending blessings to other things that you see out there. And then Go back to focusing on what you can do to provide value, to provide service, like we've been talking through this whole interview, which again, I I wanted to close on on a bit of your own mission here, because I know you have a goal of helping a thousand people to be able to build their brand online. And I kind of wanted to hear a bit more about what your inspiration is like what happens when you work with these people and what gets you excited about this mission?
0: Yeah. So it's a thousand people to do. A million dollars in their business. We want to get them. So for me, again, like the connection of impact and brand and money all go together, right? So, you know, the brand is a byproduct and same with the money is a byproduct of you providing a great solution. And the way, again, we do that is through virtual events. And the reason why I got into this. So in 2012, I started Harvecker online with my dad, T Harbecker. And we took his uh, live event industry that he ended up selling some of the rights to, and we took his information, put it online so that more people can experience his principles, his information, his methodologies, and all the stuff that he's done to serve you know hundreds of thousands, almost millions of people, right? And so we took that stuff and put it online to make it more affordable for people, but also more access to people who never go live in person. But I grew up in the event industry, live in person, right? And so one of the things that I got to experience is the transformations that actually happen at events. And if anyone's actually been to a live event, you know what I mean. Not only do you get to like have this energetic identity shift, but you actually get to move through a lot of stuff that's been built up, usually if done right, very quickly. And a lot of times that can have a massive impact on your life and the trajectory of your life, Right. And so one of the things I loved was the live event industry of the transformations people had. Cause I used to volunteer, I used to help out. I used to do some of these things with my dad. One of the things I didn't like though was that my dad was traveling like 250 days of the year and he was gone all the time. And, you know, as a kid, even though I didn't get it, but I saw, Hey, this isn't what I'm into. Like I don't want to be in the event industry because it takes you away from your family. It takes you away from what you have going on. And I just didn't want to do that for my kids, right? I have two young kids. I want to make sure that I'm home. So when it really came down to it, I was like, what can I do to really serve people and also, you know, do what I love as a, like I'm passionate about, right? And so when I started to think about, you know, my own strengths, my own skills, my own values, we were doing these campaigns for heart. I was like, We're getting really good at this. Why don't I just teach people how we do this, which will then, you know, help them build their brands online, but also make a lot of money at the same time, right? And so that's where we started to combine the events and the online world together. And we started to create virtual events that are very transformational, that are very identity shifting, that are very experiential to move people From where they are to where they want to go, give them a head start and then have our online services or products ascend them to the next level or, you know, keep them going. Because one of the things, again, from the live event that we started to poke holes in is what happens after the live event, right? A lot of people like are like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. A month, 30 days later, they're like back to their old habits. And so this is our way of offering high impact for people. Ongoing support for them to keep going in a community of people that are all focusing on the same stuff. And that's what we teach people how to do. So that's been my passion over since it started in 2020. And when virtual events started getting big, I was just in the right place at the right time and I was doing the right things that we were doing this stuff before. I started pushing down hard and pushing the needle on that. And it's worked really, really well. We do an event every single month. And we do, you know, anywhere from two to 400 people live with us. And we take them through about seven hours of training and just blow their brains out with over delivering and just make it so awesome for them as an experience. We treat people like You know, it doesn't matter if you buy from us or not, like you're in the room, we respect you. And that comes off and, you know, it's now compounded where people are referring people. It's just become like a machine itself. And the brand is being built behind the scenes without me having to like, you know, stress about what am I posting on social media today? What am I going to do today? Like, I don't have to think about that, right? I think about what's most important and that all starts to happen. So, you know, that's what I'm super into right now.
1: Jesse, it's been a fantastic conversation with you. Thank you so much for joining here. And what I love the most about what you've shared and for everybody listening, I hope you paid close attention to the story that Jesse just shared. Because right there lies in an idea, a model for you building your own brand by looking at exactly what they're putting together. And I'm going to make sure in the show notes, you're going to be able to find a link so you can see what these events are all about, where Jesse's work is, so you can dig even deeper. But as a recap, we talked about how building your brand shouldn't be the focus, but it's the byproduct that happens when you are focused on the impact and the value you provide for people. We also really wanted to debunk this idea for those who have a block around selling, make sure you switch that into understanding that you are in a process of helping, you're providing a solution. Again, just like branding, money is a byproduct of you doing something of value for others. And when you come from that perspective, you can go forward and present solutions to your buyers so that you can be comfortable whenever you make that sale. And then we have some people that we look up to, but there's some people that will demonize without fully understanding them, just looking at the surface. And whenever you hate on something that you might even have a goal that's similar to growing your own wealth, growing your own brand, be sure you respect and be inspired by the people that have walked that path, that have done some things and seek to understand how they've done it so you can learn to do it better as well. I think Jesse and their organization is a great role model organization for the values that they share. When it comes to building that brand, doing it in an effective way, coming from a place of service. And one of the key things that I really find valuable from what Jesse said, and I think it's something you should all embrace if you're in business, is whenever you're delivering value, treat those who are buying without any kind of difference with those who are not buying, because you're there to serve them all. And I think once you always show up with a service of being able to help everybody, regardless if they buy or not, you are on a path of building an excellent brand online, offline, and wherever you are. Jesse, once again, thank you so much for sharing with everybody here. I can see from the chat that everybody had a good time. And for those who are listening to the podcast, stay superhuman. Once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Superhumans at Work. I'm very grateful for all of you